This is episode 24 of Everyday Wellness, considering CrossFit and Keto with Liam McElwee. Let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Good morning. We are chatting today with Liam McElwee. He's a trainer in primary education exercise physiology, um, but believes it has not been a career of over 15 years of teaching and coaching swimming, which I think is fantastic. I have uh, swim team kids myself. He then flipped over to his passion for CrossFit, once falling in love with the sport and the ketogenic diet, learning more and experimenting on himself and finding a lifestyle that worked wonders for him. Now Liam is actually an online health and wellness coach and believes that the right diet works for you. Does it have to be keto? Um, But he does believe that it really brings more to the party than just weight loss and should be played with by everyone. I love the playfulness, Liam. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Lovely to be here. And if you notice Liam's accent, Liam, I'd love to hear how you kind of transitioned from obviously growing up in New Zealand and then ending up in Canada with your family. First of all, I'm pretty sure I don't have an accent. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> we um, have the accent. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's no accent here. Um, so, yeah, short story, well, long story short, um, I started traveling when I was maybe 24 years of age, did stints in like London, uh, the US, um, and then ended up in the Middle East in uh, Saudi Arabia, oh, uh, wow. actually teaching my swimming and training lifeguards and just running the whole entire aquatic programs for a big uh, American oil company. Um, found the love of my life there, who is Canadian. And mm. um, yeah, making it short once again, because of her contract, she was not allowed to get married or have kids or it was automatic dismissal. Um, and that's what we wanted in life. So we decided to head to New Zealand where I was uh, set to open up a CrossFit gym, and I did so, and we had that for about five years. We now have a almost four-year-old Grayson, and my wife, Tanya, was just super missing her mum and dad, wanted them to experience, you know, their grandson. So we arrived in Canada probably like 20 months ago now, so not, not quite two years, but that's how I ended up in Canada, the, the short form of the long story. That's amazing. So where are you from originally in New Zealand? So the capital city in New Zealand is, ladies, let's test the geography. Is it Auckland? No. Wellington. I have no. Oh. We actually had thought about planning a trip to New Zealand. Um, you got to go. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to. I think I have to wait till my kids are older. And so where did you end up in Canada? So we are about an hour north of Toronto, uh, a little town called, well, it's not too little, a town called Barrie, mm-hmm. which is, it's on the snow belt. 
and we woke up this morning and we have about five inches of our big first dump. So uh, if I seem a little down in the dumps, uh, it's me still getting used to all this white stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm not ready for snow. We're in Washington, D.C., and we're complete weather wimps. And I keep telling my husband, I think we will eventually live farther south, although he tells me we may be legally separated because he doesn't li- he doesn't want to live any farther south. But I'm like, I like sunshine and warmth and not having to wear big parkas. And Yeah, so I'm exactly I, the same. I mean, our hottest day in Saudi Arabia was 56 degrees. Oh, my God. That's me. I love hot, 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 hot. So... But there is talks of uh, Australia in the pipeline for uh, my family. Uh, oh, I have yeah. brothers over there and they have uh, children as well. So we want our son to sort of grow up with uh, the younger side of the family as well. So that is in, uh, in our future also. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a gypsy. I love it. I love it. That's exciting, actually. It's it's cool to get to experience so many different places. But I'm curious, it seems like there's like this been this theme through all of your travels with nutrition and fitness and movement. Can you tell us about how you came to love CrossFit? Sure. So uh, I, once again, it's a bit of a long story, so I'll shorten it up. I actually trained in primary education. Um, so I was always in love with working with children. And uh, I had taught kids to swim from the age of 15. And I guess over, whoa, I was like 17 years into it. I wasn't over it. It's, it's absolutely my number one love and passion in the world is teaching children to swim from, I did babies to high-end competitive. But while in Saudi Arabia, um, I had lived a lifestyle previous to Saudi and London that was the complete opposite of health and wellness. <laughs> um, and that sort of carried on, believe it or not, in Saudi Arabia. And I just got to a point where I woke up one weekend, a uh, horrible hangover, looking in the mirror and just disgusted in myself. So it was a journey of uh, self-improvement, really, that made me really dive back into health and, and, and wellness I had trained in um, exercise science in New Zealand. Um, So it was always, in my mind, I was always knowledgeable on it, but I just wasn't practicing it anymore. I used a lot of it with my high-end competitive swimmers, but I just wasn't doing any of it on myself. So I had a friend who was very into CrossFit, um, and I asked him if he would train me. So I actually... (laughs) with all the knowledge I had, I still needed, I come from a competitive swimming background. So I needed that coaching aspect. I needed someone on top of me cracking that whip and just getting my A into G basically. (laughs) Um, And then, and then, and then it just snowballed. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is way better than, you know, waking up in the weekends and, and feeling like absolute rubbish. And, and, you know, with that whole, health and wellness exterior physical side more importantly becomes the mental side of things and you know I got back my confidence and and my my (laughs) sounds cheesy my love for humanity and Mm -hmm. you know just appreciating what I have and understanding that it's not really a long time while we're here so why not extend it as long as I possibly can. 
Super smart. I love that. And Liam, I have to, I have to ask you as the parent of very competitive swimmers myself, what was your stroke or what is your stroke? Uh, so I was mainly a backstroker, a 200 backstroker, but I also dibbled in the uh, 400 individual medley as well. So I was a bit of a jack of all trades. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the medley is really, that's where the stars really shine. If you can do all four strokes well, I've got a backstroker and I've got a flyer. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I had to ask, I was like, out of curiosity, I have to ask, but that's wonderful. And I think, you know, that that's something that, that Kelly really resonates with Kelly and I as well is that, um, you know, our own health and fitness journeys kind of, you know, bring us back to what centers us, what makes us feel good. And uh, I think when our own clients have successes with those kinds of things, it's really profoundly empowering. But I also think it's it's also relatable when we ourselves have kind of come full circle, you know, and I'm laughing because London's one of my favorite cities, but, you know, saying when you were in London, you weren't, you know, physically and, you know, not making the best choices for your body and then how it came full circle and how empowering that can be. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like it was, I mean, I, I never not worked out, but the priority was not health and fitness. It was a sideline of just something that I enjoyed to do, but it was, it was like a, a mediocre hobby that was done really, really poorly. <laughs> and if I, look, if I look at pictures of myself, I probably would have looked better if I didn't go to the gym. <laughs> I think another great point you bring out is that sometimes when we're, even if we're in a fitness and health business, it's so hard to use that information on ourselves. We often need someone from the outside to, who has perspective to show us our blind spots or how to do things better than we currently are. 100%. And I'm like, with my business, that's also what I do, right? Like I am back when I was in New Zealand and I owned my CrossFit gym for five years, I knew nothing about business. I knew nothing about running a business and I winged it for as long as I could and it was doing fine but as soon as I got a mentor someone that knew what they were doing and and knew business inside out and taught me that's when my business really flurried and I find that with you know athletes with people that want to lose weight is some stage in our younger life we were all coached we went through a schooling mm -hmm. system where we were taught things um, and and generally that's where we learned the most right so why not continue that aspect on later on in life like i said with nutrition with training with business with relationships whatever it may be do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep if so you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency it is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges and we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality including magnesium which is involved in GABA which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter we also know that we need potassium to create melatonin and this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant but is also utilized to help induce sleep we also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. 
And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armra colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armra's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced. And it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. I think that's such a an important distinction, you know, being a lifelong learner. I know, you know, that's that's something that we we both embrace and it sounds like you do as well. I was laughing. I was being interviewed a couple of days ago and uh, the this women's group was really humored that I mean just coincidentally three books I was in the midst of reading were books that I was mentioning in this talk, so I kept pulling them up and they're saying, "Well, where do you find the time?" and I'm like, "I you have to make the time." I mean, to me it's I'm I'm never going to be static and it sounds like we're all um, you know, people that just enjoy kind of, you know, growing intellectually, physically, all the things that are so important um, to be doing to live a, you know, a productive, long, healthy life. For sure. And just a, you know, an, an enjoyable life, right? Like there's so mm -hmm. much enjoyment if you can keep learning. I find that if you're not learning, um, it's just monotony. It's, 
day in, day out Truman Show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I know is kind of your niche um, specialty is ketogenic living, ketogenic diet. So I'd love for you to kind of speak on um, how that came about. I don't know if that correlated with your uh, time in your life when you own the CrossFit gym, but would love for you to speak on that because I know that we get a ton of questions about ketogenic diets as they pertain to um, women, especially. Uh, I feel like um, there's always a kind of a quote unquote hot diet that's out or a hot nutrition program that's out. And people always think it's the next best thing, but it, you know, obviously it's all about bioindividuality, but I'd love to get you know, your input and perspective on it. 100%. Yeah. So like, like you just said there, I'm a firm believer that the right diet is the diet that works for you. Mm-hmm. Don't feel that, well, this is a bit of a funny one, actually, because I'm going to contradict myself massively. I don't believe everybody needs to be doing a ketogenic diet, but I definitely think everybody should try it because then you'll find out what it's actually all about. So I started discovering uh, keto the end of my CrossFit business, uh, one of my major mentors uh, owned a chain of physiotherapy um, clinics around New Zealand, and he was telling me about uh, a ketogenic supplement, an exogenous ketone, that would improve performance, basically, fueling on fats. So it was stupidly expensive, and I thought, well, I'm a bit of a cheapskate. I know you can do it nutritionally. Let's play around with the nutrition way of doing things. Um, So I went 100% strict keto for uh, approximately six weeks. And within seven days, uh, I remember it really well because my brother actually accused me of starting to use drugs. (laughs) I I was doing some Facebook lives and he was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Your energy is like ridiculous. And it was basically, I was in 100% strict ketosis. I was just Mm -hmm. absolutely flying. Um, I subsequently started absolutely loving it. I loved the food. I loved the feeling. And I just dove right into it. Once again, educating myself as much as I possibly could about what it is and why it works and how it works and who it could work for. I did end up um, jumping uh, full in with uh, an exogenous ketone company. Uh, So that sort of sped up uh, or made the the keto process um, more easy. I use it more as like a pre-workout for myself. I don't think it's a shortcut to nutrition whatsoever. But one of the the biggest things I find with keto, and and don't get me wrong, I love the fact that people are jumping on board and and losing weight with a ketogenic lifestyle. But for me, the real purpose of keto is the healing properties that it has, right? You know, Mm -hmm. the neurological benefits, the the movement away from all the refined... um, refined carbohydrates, the, pro- the, the sorry, refined sugars, the processed yeah. carbohydrates, and just optimizing you as a human being. Um, I think that, well, what I find is majority of my clients I work with, yes, they want to lose weight. I mean, I probably still would like to lose a little bit more weight, but I find if you focus more on how you're feeling, how you're optimizing your life and just, you know, the success that you have within the overall 
ketogenic lifestyle, the fat loss is, a, is an amazing byproduct. It's an amazing bonus. Mm. If, you, if you're somebody that really, really struggles with keto for whatever reason it may be, and you give it long enough and you feel how amazing you'll end up feeling, you won't even start thinking about, you know, oh, the goal is to lose 10 pounds or the goal is to lose five pounds. If you focus on all those absolute amazing health benefits, that fat just starts, it just starts falling. Yeah, and I think we've gotten so far away, and it, it, it's not just a problem, obviously, in the United States, but we've gotten so far away from eating nutrient-dense food. We're kind of obsessed with convenience and on the go, and that's usually, a, pardon me, a chemical shitstorm of, of stuff we don't need to be eating. I know, um, you know, Kelly and I often talk about this with our own clients, that, you know, part of that struggle is to really just eat a less processed diet. And, and for many people, that's foreign, because they, they, had, they don't know how to cook. We've lost the ability to um, be able to cook nourishing food for ourselves. We're just kind of convinced that we need a, a, a manufacturer to do that for us. Yeah, it's so true. And then, you know, the unfortunate situation there is it's none of it. I, 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 I mean, I'm going out on the line here. None of it that's all ready to go is, is really any good for you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think you're touching on something else here that goes even further beyond diet, which is when you start to feel better about your health, when you just feel better in your body and in your mind, you're probably more likely to think differently and engage in behaviors that are different. And you might not be so obsessed with food. And as a byproduct, it comes off. You're not as stressed. You're enjoying your life more. And therefore, this nutrition that you're giving your body helps that weight just to come off. Yeah, it's interesting. This week I uh, listened to a podcast on uh, sleep and, you know, the same sort of idea, this idea that people say, you know, sleep when you're dead, you've got to get as much done as you can in a day. Well, it's the total opposite really, isn't it? If you're well rested, you have well way more energy, you're more productive. The same goes with a healthy lifestyle. If you're firing on all six cylinders, then you're going to succeed in every aspect of life. So yeah, I totally agree with you, Kelly. So if... We know that you feel like everyone should be trying ketogenic, at least at some point. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, I'd like to lose some weight, or what is this ketogenic thing, can you walk us through how you bring them into it, introduce it, and get them started with this way of living? For sure. So like I said, I don't really force it on anybody whatsoever, but I secretly structure all my nutrition programming heading towards it. So instead of just saying to people straight up, right, we're going keto, you're not allowed this, you're not allowed this, you're not allowed this, you have to eat this, you have to eat this, you have to eat this. I look at what they're eating and basically the first step is let's get rid of all of that crap. Let's get rid of all the sugars. Let's get rid of all those processed carbohydrates and let's just eat clean to start with um and and you'll find what happens with that you start going into that low carb area almost straight away Mm -hmm. um you know i'm not telling them that they can't eat particular vegetables i'm not telling them that they can't eat particular meats it's just hey you know what let's eat clean because as you ladies will know (laughs) fat loss is not i mean without talking about hormones and gut health and all that sort of stuff, if, if they're ready to go and fat loss is the priority, fat loss 
can be really, really simple. You know, just getting them into that caloric deficit to start with. Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients. And it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi Optimizers. Masszymes is a full spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. Product with five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Um, and, and then obviously if they're not having great results from there, then we need to look at more of the hormones and the gut health and stuff like that. So basically it's just getting them as clean as possible. And I would probably do that just depending on results, really. If they're getting results, they're losing weight, the measurements are getting better and better, then, then uh, sorry, I've got a little four-year-old who's just whispering in my ear that he's hungry. Um, uh, you know, if they're getting the results, then that we're winning. Once the results start sort of slowing down a little bit, then I start introducing more, well, at the same stage, I'm actually introducing more good fats. So adding in MCT oils, getting them to cook with coconut oil, with butters, with olive oils and stuff like that. What I see in, 
and a lot of these keto Facebook social media groups is you get these people that are so focused on the the weight loss and not the the other benefits. All they're looking at is the macronutrients and they know that the breakdown loosely goes something like 80% fat, 15% proteins, 5% carbohydrates. And then all you do is you, you I ask them to send me what their their meal plan looks like for the week and it's just grossly overdosed with super bad fats mm -hmm. and, and they're telling me you know i'm not having any results actually if anything i'm putting weight on <laughs> and keto can be done really really simply and really effectively if you don't know what you're doing and you overcomplicate things you're not going to get the results that you're after um I hope that doesn't put a whole lot of people off um, because it is actually really, really simple. But you just, once again, if you have a little bit of good guidance, then it, it, it's super, super achievable. And I think that's such a good and an important distinction, um, Liam. You know, when we start thinking about the fact that all of us acknowledge wherever we are in our lives that having a coach, having someone to kind of support and guide you is so integral in this process. And I see, you know, there are a lot, and I'm, I'm not calling anyone out specifically, but a lot of my female clients, when they come to me, um, they automatically, how many calories do I'm eating a day? Um, can I put this into my fitness tracker? Um, they're, they're so used to having to quantify everything. And I just, I keep saying, we need to keep it really simple. We want to be very mindful about what we're putting in our bodies because I think there's so much disconnect from uh, people's relationships with food. You know, I look at food as fuel, as I'm sure all three of us do, but many people have these, you know, strong emotional connections. And so they have to really be much more cognizant of how they feel in their in their bodies, but I agree with you that oftentimes it's we overcomplicate things, and and I agree about the fats, even the good quality fats. That you know sometimes there there are specific tests that I do with my clients, and one of them is something called the organic acid test. But that'll actually show you how you break down your protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So it makes sense. There are some people that can you know effortlessly do keto, and then others can't because their body really struggles to break down those fats. So if they're eating a, a higher fat diet they'll gain weight or they may struggle to lose weight. So I think that's a really important distinction. Yeah, totally. And, you know, the other thing with keto is you don't have to be ketogenic dieting to get into ketosis. Mm -hmm. you know, if we're adding in the right fasting protocols, if we're just simply, you know, achieving getting into ketosis by being low carb versus completely ketogenic, and, you know, like you said, you're aware of your energy levels, you're satiated, you're, you know, healthy, fit, you're surviving through the day, then those markers for me are super important. I am much like you, where I don't really do a lot of macro counting for myself and for my clients, unless it becomes a really, you know, bodybuilder that's trying to get down to a certain fat percentage. I find with all these macro counting people that if they don't hit their macros for the day, they've failed. And then if they've gone over their macros for the day, they've also failed. Unless it's 100% on the dot, it, you're setting yourself up for failure. And what do people do once they start failing? Oh, my God, this is unachievable. I can't do it. How am I ever going to get this right? For me, numbers are... Can, can be really, really, really detrimental. 
Yeah. And I think that goes along with some black and white thinking too. I mean, we've been so conditioned by sort of conventional diet wisdom to think about health in terms of a number on a scale perhaps. And it's very easy to say, if I don't meet that number on the scale, or if I don't meet that number on my macros, or if it doesn't fit my macros, don't even get us started on that one, um, then you know I have failed and therefore why bother doing anything else mm-hmm. that's healthy. Um, but you did mention fasting. So Cynthia and I are huge proponents of intermittent fasting. We both practice it, maybe not you know every single day, but we definitely have it as part of our um, health protocol, and we like our patients to experiment with it too. Can you talk more about your take on intermittent fasting? Yeah, so I mean, my take on intermittent fasting is from a keto standpoint, obviously, you're going to increase your endogenous production of your ketones by more going into a state of burning off glucose out of the muscles and the liver much faster. Um, and then having to produce those ketones. Um, my protocol for my uh, clients uh, is I actually don't even really get them realizing that they're starting with intermittent fasting. I find with a whole lot of people, and this was my wife included, that if I get people, if we start talking about fasting, people freak out. So what I do is I challenge them for a wee while to hold breakfast off to nine o'clock in the morning. And then maybe after a week or two, obviously individual again, if they're maintaining that, then I say, well, let's stretch it out to 10 o'clock this week. And then a week from now, 11 o'clock and just extend it naturally rather than forcing people to, you know, do a 16 and eight straight off the bat. Um, I try and make it, super achievable and super sustainable. Um, But I am like you. Uh, If I myself wake up in the morning and for some unforeseen reason I'm starving, I eat. (laughs) It's my body telling me once again, uh, like Cynthia said, I I need fuel. There's some days where I just can't do it mentally myself and, and my body is just it's beating me up and it's winning. So I, I just, I just attend those needs. Um, and I like that freedom as well. I don't think everybody needs to be intermittent fasting every single day. I think that's a really important distinction. I, I know um, for myself, the days I do heavy legs, which is usually Saturday, I can't fast nearly as long. And I can tell like my first meal can't be something small. It's like it needs to be, my kids were laughing at me yesterday. I was like, I got to stop. I got to eat. I can't eat a, you know, I, I don't have a lot of bars and I don't, I don't have protein powder in my house, but I grabbed a bar to run errands because I knew I needed to eat. And uh, my kids were laughing. They're like, what's wrong? I'm like, um, I'm, I'm about to get hangry and it's not pretty. So I just need to sit and let my body eat like a real meal and then I can refuel and feel better. But I, I think the rigidity that I see, um, not just with my own clients, but just within, you know, the fitness community, is something that really does us a disservice because we as individuals, I mean, we have some days we need more carbohydrates uh, than others or some days we need more calories than others. Just really listening and being attuned to your body is so important. And same thing with intermittent fasting as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're working with a good coach, once again, that that coach will be able to distinguish probably when those things are going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. you said, if you're having a, a huge workout that's very anaerobic based the day before, 
then potentially that even, uh, evening, even being, uh, I'm doing the, the quotation marks, ketogenic, <laughs> you know, even if you are ketogenic, you still need to replenish those, those gly- gly- glycogen stores yep. for the next day's workout, especially for someone like me who's crossfitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my ketogenic diet these days is more of a... Um, a Goodness me, why is my brain not working? A modified <laughs> diet. Uh, I actually, on uh, heavy, heavy days or really um, high-intensity workout days, I will have a, a half a sweet potato in the evening. So the next day when I go back into the gym to perform my anaerobic activities, I do have that glucose readily available. Um, I think, you know, keto, once again, quotation marks, is absolutely uh, fantastic. But it is... For me, I really like the fact that I can be metabolically flexible, right? So mm-hmm. on those days where I am socially useless and I do end up having a whole lot of food that I typically would not eat, that I'm utilizing that fuel source and I'm burning it off really, really fast rather than it, the body freaking out and going, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? I'm just going to store mm-hmm. it as fat. I, I want to be able to utilize any energy source when I can. I love it. And I think that's one thing that keto is really good at. I think that it it really helps you get in touch with what's going on in your body. It takes you off that crazy blood sugar roller coaster that influences your moods and your behavior so much so that you can actually understand when you need that half a sweet potato or when you need a little more calories or when you need to eat in the morning. So I love that you really emphasize an individual approach. Yeah, I think it's super important because, you know, coming from the CrossFit world, they they usually go off two diets, or they have in the past, you know, the paleo or the zone diet. And basically, if you look at the zone diet, they, they break that down to sort of portion controls and points and whatnot. But they always say, if you're still hungry and you feel like you don't have enough energy, they don't say go have more carbs or go have more protein. They tell you to fill up on fats which is basically leading and heading more towards a, the keto approach, which, uh, you know, I'm great, grateful that Coach Glassman has uh, always sort of been that way. Well, I know that you have a little one that is um, hankering for your attention, so I want to be mindful of the time. But I would love for you to share with our listeners um, two things that, that, that they can do daily that can help inspire them to healthy living. It, that's I love this question and it <laughs> just purely because it's so simple and every single human being on the face of the earth I'm pretty sure knows the simple answer to this is just be active just you know whatever it is go for a walk take the dog out um, throw a snowball at your kids in the backyard for half an hour just actually doing something that is going to get you moving because that old saying is, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I, I always make the comparison to sort of the Asian culture, right? They, you don't typically hear or see of them being in a gym for an hour or two hours a day, you know, working out to extreme levels like a, a lot of us Westerners do. They ride bikes, they walk to work, they, they just, you know, they're out in the field doing the farm work, whatever it is, they're more active than we are. So I think 
the main thing would be just do something, be active, and then get away from these refined sugars and processed carbohydrates. Such great info. And like you said, so basic. But when we apply those basic ideas regularly, that's when change will really happen. For sure. And I mean, I, don't get me wrong, you know, I don't mean to come off as a as somebody who's judging people that, that can't do it. But I think, you know, if you're a person that is struggling with actually being able to do it, you need the motivation. You need to work out, you know, what is your why in life? Like, what, what, why are you not doing it? And why should you be doing it? And once you get that motivation level and, and maybe an accountability partner or whatever it is, those things are really, really easy to change. Even if you're the person that just doesn't know how to start or, or why to get going. It's it, find that why and then just focus on it day in, day out, day in, day out. And it doesn't have to be fast, so long as it's a, you know, that snowball effect that if it starts with one step and becomes two, then becomes three, then you're winning the game of life. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you again so much for your time. It's all right. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.